Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Whether you're the type who loves to bet on sports or maybe you're only playing for the first time, either way, you need a website that gives you access to all your favorite sports and makes it simple, which is why I recommend MyBookie. That's MyBookie.ag. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code DRINKINBROS to secure your deposit bonus up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drinkable sports Let's just start on me. Let's just start on me since we don't got this intro right now. Uh, let's go on air. Are we live right now? We're about to be. Yeah. Eh, not yet. And what is up, everyone? You know who it is. You know who I am. You know what we're doing here. This is the Monday morning sports wrap up, and it's uh, twelve forty-five. That's about Monday for morning for us drunk old assholes over here. But uh, look at the crew. Yeah, I'm not an asshole. You. You also said that these people know what this show is. No, this is a brand new show. <laughs> Monday morning um, recap. Don't start on the guy who's high. Back. Is yeah, a welcome key back, guys. In television, and this is our new show. This welcome is the back Monday to the first morning episode. recap of Giorgio's a fucking retard. The weekend. We're going to start doing this on Mondays and kind of recap you on all the sporting events that went on over the weekend. Recap my beanbag. Yeah, we're going to recap that beanbag. Obviously, one of the top <laughs> stories of the weekend was uh, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Probably uh, number two, right? Behind I, Stuart Sinks. Uh, nah. yeah. no, George always no, trying no. to get in there. Bro. And, uh, and so since, since that is uh, one of the biggest stories of the weekend, uh, UFC announcer John Anik uh, will join us here and give us his thoughts. Um, because let's face it, uh, nobody knows Holy MMA better than shit. John Anik. How look are that, you, buddy? Look at that fucking mustache, dude. Oh, man. People are telling me it's uneven. I wish I could see you boys right now. We're doing the little carpool thing today, oh, so I worries. can't see you. No worries. Uh, no worries. It's fine. Thanks for joining us today, buddy. Uh, hey, look, man, you watched the, the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight like the, the, the rest of us, I'm sure. You had some strong feelings uh, about it. Uh, would you like to share those with us today? Well, it's great to be with you as always. I would be more than happy to share my strong feelings. They don't really differ from the feelings I had before the fight. You know, essentially you're talking about sending in there a fighter in Ben Askren who is ubiquitously regarded as one of the worst strikers in MMA. And he's not even an active fighter. He's been on a couch for 18 months and uh, had a recent hip replacement surgery, which uh, is not something that 25, 27 year old prime primal athletes are routinely having. So I just am trying to alert some of the masses out there that think that all of us MMA fans or UFC people are crying in our Cheerios this morning. It's not that. All I'm saying is that I can literally name 400 UFC fighters who probably would be a betting favorite against Jake Paul, many of whom boxing is not even their first skill set. So I'm intrigued by Jake Paul but not against Ben Askren. That was one of the easiest bets I've ever placed in my life. Same. Uh, look, I, I put $1,000 on it. I, I, I was one of the only people on the program who did that. I thought the same things that you did. Uh, in your mind, who would be the guys to put up against him that would bring in the numbers? Um, because the pay-per-view numbers were a banger, and, uh, and this is going to continue to happen, obviously, um, until one of them gets absolutely crushed into another universe. In your opinion... Who are the MMA guys out there that you would put up against Jake Paul that would that would actually win? Well, therein lies the issue, Ross, because if you're talking about a high profile 
profile fighter, chances are maybe they're on a level that would be Jake Paul biting off more than he can chew, right? Like Kendall Gill, the former NBA player, I'd imagine his name at some point has been injected into your conversation, maybe not. Um, but to what extent does he move the needle compared to a guy like Ben Askren? You know, I've had people calling me all day and hearing from UFC fighters, you know, maybe lower profile guys like Sean Woodson out of St. Louis, who is an outstanding boxer. Uh, you know, I don't know if that guy limited on MMA experience would be, and he has pro boxing experience, by the way, I don't know if that would be a guy that would, uh, you know, pique Jake Paul's interest. That's the issue is finding somebody who is on the level that would interest Jake Paul that also has some sort of profile that's going to move the needle. I don't know that there's an obvious answer. How do you feel about Dylan Danis? I mean, obviously that's the big name coming across. He was supposed to fight the fight first. He's getting that knee replacement surgery. See him sparring recently. What do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's reasonable. You know, uh, again, I would maybe prefer somebody who has a little bit more boxing chops, but I think Dylan Danis makes a lot of sense, you know. Um, but again, like, there's no Jake Paul hate coming at me. You know, I picked him to win the fight. I'm intrigued by him. I've heard from hundreds of people today who suggest that not only is he training hard, but he's training well and faring well and committed. So I'd like to give him every benefit of doubt i just would like to see him fight somebody that act somebody that can challenge him you know trotting ben Askren out there i mean i love the guy but i mean what are we doing yeah yeah well look i i, I know personally on the inside we have some uh, uh mutual friends with jake um they actually had tried to get a higher caliber of, of an opponent obviously they went after mcgregor for a while and McGregor I, would fucking take him apart. Uh, well, look, and he's also training for, for, for Poirier, and that, that mm -hmm. deal is signed. Um, but I know that Jake Paul's camp waited to the nth hour and then felt like they were kind of stuck with Ben Askren. Uh, you know, certainly with that knockout that was seen around the world, it helps him and his brand and him going right. forward. Um, what I had mentioned to, to Dan about after that fight was um, publicity-wise – I, I'm not sure there is a big enough name other than McGregor that would bring in those type of pay-per-view numbers on the next one. Right. No, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Tyron Woodley, right, as you guys know, former UFC welterweight champion, and he was a big part of, you know, talking points on Monday morning after this whole thing went down. You know, would that be a guy that would move the needle uh, to enough of an extent for Jake Paul to want to take off that type of athletic challenge? I don't know the answer to that, um, but I do think Tyrone would probably be a three or four to one favorite, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Tyrone Woodley would, would be a great one. Um, That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Somebody, somebody probably, uh, Jake boxes in what would uh, effectively probably be the middleweight UFC division, mm -hmm. weight-wise. Right. Um, and I think that might be a bit much for him. Yep. Because you're yep. talking about, and again, I'm all for Izzy guys and... making money. I know money factors prominently into this, and it should. But Jake Paul strikes me as a guy that does want a competitive challenge. To Ross's point, and Lord knows there are plenty of them out there. So I think this was strategic. You know, it was not competitive as most of us expected. But I'd really like to see him challenge himself and be tested and have to go back to that stool and and you know go to that deep dark place that a lot of our fighters live in. What about a boxer, though? What about an actual boxer, not necessarily yeah. a UFC guy? The, the, the problem with, but the problem with that is, is boxing-wise, right now, there isn't anybody famous enough 
Canelo is famous enough. Can, can so, I, yes, absolutely. Uh, so you're looking at probably four or five guys, in my opinion, yeah. right? And Canelo's uh, shown that he's willing to be flexible to make money, right? Yeah. And now an interesting one a listener hit me up with afterwards, simply because he was calling that fight and he said he was coming back to boxing, was Oscar De La Hoya, who was coked out of his mind calling that <laughs> fight. Um, yeah, now, that I, would I, be I, intriguing because he's in his 50s. Yeah. I'd love to see you know him go against Jake Paul, and the numbers on that I, would be I th- gangbuster. I think Jake Paul would would beat him yeah in the words of dana white cocaine ain't cheap no no he's definitely down yeah i I mean i think de la hoya would do it i don't think he would win yeah i don't either and uh you know obviously old as shit man uh uh, john we we just had uh chuck liddell sign to our network he's got a new podcast uh icebreakers he's actually got uh, dana white on tonight as his guest um, oh, wow. Yeah, but, we got to get you on there soon. Too. Yeah, we'd love to have you on there. But, uh, you know, with that being said, even Chuck had said two weeks prior when he was on Drinking Bros that if he got in the ring, he would tear Jake Paul apart. I don't know after watching that fight on Saturday night if he would. And I love Chuck. I just think that, you know, age wise and everything else, Jake seems to be moving pretty well. Yeah, but no he, still, he still doesn't know how to fight. Like, look yeah. at every time he throws that right cross, the one that he knocked out homeboy with, his left hand is somewhere down near his abdomen. And anybody that knows how to actually box is going to rock his ass. What do you think, John? Well, I mean, I think obviously there's a small sample size, right? So how much do I want to lean into the private messages I'm getting from people in his inner circle or not who just have an ear and understand that he's putting in the right work. Like, again, I, I, we deal with a lot of developmental, developing fighters who come into the mm-hmm. UFC. And, you know, we're in a position where we have to be critical and provide context. And maybe they're getting there before they should actually be there. You know, this guy has been thrust into some severely high-profile situations. And, uh, you know, the one thing Askren was trying to avoid was getting embarrassed in less than two minutes. And that's exactly what his fate is so power to jake paul you know i just really think that when he starts injecting like conor mcgregor into the mix and even daniel cormier you know um i just don't think he's ready for tyron woodley type challenges but if the end game is really to try to test himself as opposed to just you know making money and finding the guy who moves the needle then there are a lot of challenges out there i would start with kendall gill Mm. see if you can beat that guy yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it's interesting definitely you wouldn't expect I think there are a lot of unreasonable expectations from a lot of people right now. Like, he should fight Connor or this or that. Uh, yeah, you probably shouldn't, man, because who, <laughs> else, who, else, who else has got three fights under their belt and then fights one of the best knockout artists of all time? That seems like a bad idea. But, but here's right? the thing. If you're looking at it from a financial standpoint, which clearly Askren was. Yeah, but if, if financial is all about uh, doing it again, like a one-time event, sure, that'd be fine. But yeah. he gets in there and Connor beats the Christ out of him. That's it. Well, nobody's going to tune in for that shit anymore. Jake well, Paul mean, was calling for Connor this morning, so we'll see uh, if that ramps up. I think uh, John, my my prediction was if Connor loses uh, to Poirier, I think he takes that fight because there's too much money on the table. I mean, I would if I was yeah. Connor. Shit, I would I yeah. would totally do that. Well, all I know was that if Dan trained boxing for 18 months solid, um, he would have gone in there more competitive and in a in a more confident winning state than Ben Askren going in there. I love Ben Askren. I championed his cause for years, but I just think he went in there with a losing mentality, and maybe I'm the fool, you know? Um, 
who expected, you know, even a modicum of more from Ben Askren. But I'm telling you, man, like, you know, sometimes we'll say, like, just let the athlete go, like, forget about everything in your head with your golf swing or whatever else. And uh, Ben Askren isn't that type of athlete who can just get in there and, and let it rip. He does not have boxing fundamentals. And uh, that's why I just feel so shortchanged by, by that matchup. Hopefully the next one's better. Yeah, it was I basically it seemed to me like uh challenging Shaq to a free throw competition, basically. Um, well right, it's like I mean, and it's like for me, it's like I'm not this MMA apologist necessarily. You know, boxing was my condu- conduit to get into mixed martial right. arts, you know. But again, I'm talking bottom feeders on our roster, right? Go in there and really give Jake Paul a competitive fight, you know, not retired fighters coming off hip replacement surgery that never developed boxing fundamentals because they were such good grapplers. They didn't have to. So, um, I can't wait to see who he fights next. I'm buying the pay-per-view. Um, I think it's going to be a real challenge. Same. Does the UFC regret the mighty mouse trade now? You know, it's so hard. I mean, it feels like such an embarrassment of riches, to be honest. I know the promotion cuts my check, but we're getting ready with just a mega card here in five days that, uh, as great as DJ was, you know, flyweights don't necessarily move the needle. And, uh, you know, Aspen was one half of that Masvidal knockout. So even though he was on the wrong end of it, uh, you know, I think that result has had a lot of uh, a lot of staying power with the promotion. So I think they'd probably still take the deal. Want to give us a quick prediction for this weekend? John? Yeah, quick prediction. I, I know you're a busy man and you got to go. Do you got a quick prediction for this weekend? So, you know, all of the underdogs in these three championship fights appear to be up against it. Rose Nama Yunus is plus 155. She's a former strawweight champion. She's sort of the closest on the number as far as any of these underdogs coming through. But Kamara Usman and Valentina Shevchenko are two of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world. And I really think that they could get tested despite being four-to-one favorites. So, uh, I don't know. For me, it's just focused on the fans, boys. We had a super spreader event. We got 15,000-plus in Jacksonville. I cannot wait to have a crowd behind us for the first time in a year and a half. So that's been my focus. I like that you call it a super Same. spreader We event. love the super spreader events. We love Florida. Yes. I love uh, Rangers Stadium. Uh, 60,000 people packed in for opening day. And, and uh, Governor Newsom's out there. Oh, you're crazy. You're going to die. Biden Biden was even oh, asking yeah. those guys to do it. Every, everything's fine. And you're in Florida. This you is, understand Florida. This is Texas. What yeah, is you're good to go. Throw a live alligator oh, in the ring go. at some point. Yeah. Uh, John, you're the, you, look, I've said this a million times. I'll say it a million more. You're the best, you're the best, uh, color man in the biz, dude. Uh, we love to have you on the show and you, uh, your mustache yeah. is the best in the game hey. as well. Well, thank you. Uh, hopefully I can fix it in time for Saturday night, but always enjoy chopping up with you guys. Hopefully the connection was okay. And, uh, we'll chat longer soon. I'm sure, man. All, All right. right. Thank you, John. Uh, you heard it there, kids. You got uh, you got some predictions going on, uh, Dan. I'm gonna I want to get to this ESPN article uh, that was written this morning. You and I yesterday on uh, yesterday's show were talking about uh, the spectacle of it, what went wrong, what went right for this uh, this this whole fight situation. And uh, look, they they virtually had the same notes as we did. Um, they thought the production was a little much. The 9,000 concerts obviously was too much. And then waiting two hours in between the first fights yeah. and the... It was the, nonsense. It was only four fights. It, it, was, it, it was an event put on by people who clearly had never put on an event before. Correct. And, and it also felt like they're trying to figure out this format and this model. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the things that they got right... I didn't mind seeing the musical performances, but let's cut it down to maybe one or two songs in between. 
You always have that lag time in between fights anyways, of 15 to 20 minutes, and then they show you some doc footage of them training or every event their has, mom dying and things. Almost every event, particularly sports events, have a built-in intermission of some sort. Seventh inning stretch, mm-hmm. halftime, halftime, whatever the fuck it is, right? Uh, this was just, man, it was hard to follow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was super hard to follow. If you're... If you're talking about entertainment and, and customer retention, you need to, people need to have a certain expectation. Like if you watch a television show, you know it's about 45 minutes of content, 15 minutes of ads, give or take. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that there's going to be a, a, a couple of 90-second ad breaks and a couple of three-minute ad breaks during that, fucking, during that period. You can expect it. That's when I get up and go pee. That's when I do this. That's sure. when I do that. With a spectacle like this, having it... Uh, 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 Acoustically and, and randomly programmed like that seems like a huge fucking mistake. You know what I mean? Like we we I mean, particularly between the first and second fight, we were all sitting here like, when the fuck is this going to be over? Right. I don't know. And I even, don't know about you guys, but personally, I love the Ric Flair slap fight. I that look, was I, the highlight. That, that was yeah. the absolute huge fan highlight. of that. That was huge one of the most of awkward things I've ever seen in my life. But it was it was hilarious, and for what that was, uh, it was great. And if you're trying to capture Gen Z in a boxing world. Yeah, you do shit like that, and fuck, man, I would rather watch that than a, than a doc footage of them training in high altitude that they always give you the stock standard doc footage. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing they said at the end of this article, which, which you and I said yesterday at the live show, Dan, was that if you don't have that knockout that went around the world, that event sucks. Yeah. I don't know about you, but personally, I like the guy getting carted off after he took a hip shot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, when his liver fucking exploded. When his not liver a, exploded, yeah, it was great. It's even his liver. It's his arm just kind of Has anybody like, checked on that guy? <laughs> is he alive? Does anyone care? No. No. Cares, no. Nobody has like, said one word about that, that guy. guy that, I, didn't, I forgot that I watched a man's innards explode so many until things you reminded happen, yeah. me right now. <laughs> so many things happened in that event that I'm just like, wow, yeah. No. We, uh, we spent, what, four or five hours watching that? It was a long. It, it yes, was just so much time. to like digest. Uh, it was it was close to four hours, and uh, and no lie, it was about a two hour wait time in between the first fight and, and the Frank Mir fight. <laughs> and yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. the first fight was so shitty, like you. It was dumb. Uh, there was no. I was not excited for any. Like by the time the Jake Paul fight happened, I was just like, "Fucking, just let's get this over with." There yeah. was enough time for me to actually take a nap during the broadcast. You did. And, uh, I appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, and you did take a nap live on air, by the way, Giorgio. So we're thankful yeah. for that, yeah. Uh, you did. But I think, look, if you're looking at it, because I remember the, the early UFC fights, too. Um, I, th- those were weird as well, where, you know, one, you, you've got to figure King out the, the format. Style, yeah. Where it's just like, winner goes on. And for some reason, if you're an alternate, you could end up in the finals without fighting a single fight beforehand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. at least early UFC was like quasi-hobos fighting It was each a freak other. show. Yeah. yeah. No, they yeah. just, somebody saw those tough man competitions that were going on back in the eighties and early nineties. And they were like, Hey, we should make a business out of this. Yeah. They're like, right. we're going to have two legit fighters. But let's, yep. let's be and real. And then we're just going to have dudes in jeans. The, U- <laughs> the UFC was started by uh, the fucking Gracie's in order to promote Gracie jujitsu. That's the only reason yeah. that even exists, he was always right? in the finals. Yeah. Right. This was more in a line to, uh, sorry, the, the old, remember the old affliction uh, shows that um, they did a couple of, times, and they actually had some pretty good fights, but I, that's why I said this uh, at the live event yesterday is I don't think this will go on too much longer is because everyone's done this already. They've already done this model. They've already had like so, so fights and a new promotion and then music everywhere. And then people just get bored. I get bored really quickly of that, and I think we all that's, are right now, too. That's but, the but problem it, with spectacle. You yeah. have to constantly outdo yourself. Correct. They're not going to be able to outdo. There'll, there'll be one more 
that's hopefully tuned up a little bit and it actually works the way it was supposed to. Um, and if it's too successful, then they're not going to be able to do it again. Listen, no. as a member of Team Paul for two days now. There it is. Uh, there it is. What else is Jake supposed to do? He gave you two straight knockouts. Yeah. Just fight a, fight a person that, that does what he's doing. He's making money. He's making money. Yeah. And, again, there's got to be somebody of that level of fame to match these numbers. Those pay-per-view numbers were unbelievable. I think you should fight Shaq. Yeah. Well, well I no, think we're, we're also underestimating. No, bare knuckle, though. I want, I want uh, Aaron Carter's already on the ticket. I want Aaron Carter to fight Shaq. No, Aaron Carter's smoking crack, bro. Well, I he's know. fighting Lamar Odom. Yeah, he's yeah. fighting Lamar Odom, but I mean, yeah. he... Are he they wrote, really fighting? Yeah. Over yeah. a crack rock. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's real. He wrote a song about beating Shaq. I want him to try to physically beat Wait, Shaq. so... Shaq versus... Aaron, Aaron Carter... That was a show. ...from Disney... Yeah. Yes. ...is going to fight six foot ten Lamar Odom. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, why did they choose that matchup? Is it because of the crack? I, I, maybe that's the prize. It's just yeah, the prize is it's two drug addicts who need money, and we get to watch. Yeah, you think Triller's above that? No, no, dude. no, no. Of course not. That's not my point. My point is that seems that's a little on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> okay, now Fuck, is his height man. disadvantage actually a disadvantage? Because Lamar Odom's got that long strike. Can 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 Aaron like Bob and we even get under that and work the body? <laughs> Tall think, guys are. Yeah. I think maybe Lamar Odom's. Dead heart is his disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 who's going to fight next, Chris Bosh? We all remember he OD'd in that at the Bunny Ranch, Fucking right? Like, I mean, he, was, yeah. he was legally dead, and then they brought him back to life at that Bunny Ranch in uh, Las Vegas. That's real. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, let's put him in against another crackhead and see what happens. I mean, he's uh, playing with house money right now when it, in regards to life. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, yeah. that's the other thing. Somebody's going to get severely hurt in one of these, and then. It's gonna. There's gonna be congressional hearing. Should we allow this? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. We have former IBF champions fighting DJs. Of course, no one should allow this. Like, no. what is going on? Listen, my old company ran out our podcast producer to fight a Bellator fighter. So, like, we're not above this. No, we're not above this. Um, Jose Canseco just fought one of the guys from Barstool. You want to talk about taking a dive? Jose Canseco got hit once and then fell down on the An floor. An intern at Bar. Yeah, Barstool, yeah, yeah. It was the yeah. Like, I'm pretty. <laughs> Ben Askren definitely did not try to fight him, right? Are we... Yeah. He took the shot, so he did... You don't get knocked out with a fucking one-pound glove on a shot that comes straight into your face and your line of vision. It looks very, it looks very similar to the punch that Michael B. Jordan took in in Creed, where he actually (laughs) took the punch for the shot, and I guess it knocked him out. It did. Yeah, it was knocked out. It was a real punch. Yeah, because he didn't expect to get hit, though. If you're expecting to get hit, your brain processes that information very quickly that's why you'll see a guy get jabbed really hard in the face a couple times but then it's that little nick on the side of his chin that he doesn't see coming from the hook that, that finally knocks him out Askren stared this punch down and it's it, I, I don't believe that it knocked him out i don't believe that. yeah because There's two no seconds before way. it was the same combination it yeah. was like almost like setting ben well, Askren up he like, only hey, does the, he only does the one combination yeah yeah hey, well he's, he's got like, youtube money he's been training for three years like I mean, he got knocked out. Uh, 1.75 million pay-per-view buys, which, I mean, you're, you're starting to get towards Manny Pacquiao Mayweather numbers at that point. Yeah. I think that was a two, uh, a little over two. But uh, again, as a, te- a member of Team Paul, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Exactly. Connor. Yes. 75 million was generated from pay-per-view. $75 million. So, yes, and he got we're going to that, see right? many, many more. That, oh, fuck yeah. Dude. That math don't add up. It's 50 bucks for the pay-per-view. That's $87.5 million. Right, but the, they, they take a cut of that, obviously. So mm. uh, You mean uh, his, his take from the PR, or their Triller's take? Triller's yeah. take. Also, the there's no way Triller is legit 
no, all that's, that's finances. <laughs> that's yeah, a, we're about to get a fun bankruptcy story out of trailer. Like <laughs> well, it's not going to be a bankruptcy story. It's going to be fucking tax fraud. Like when well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when yeah, your like main yeah. face is Snoop Dogg. I mean, but wait, to be fair to Triller, like is not the best. They'll be they're only commit they're only going to be committing tax fraud because they just won't they'll just do it wrong, mm. like it'll just be incompetence. And they'll be like I don't like they just hire Jake Paul to do their taxes essentially. Like just J- Jake has one of his boys go and put it. No, all they'll up. they'll hire Raycon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the DJ, yeah. the DJ is he is he awake or? I don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know if he uh, he actually survived that. But look, you're you're going to see a lot more of these. I know. Uh, uh, De La Hoya was there. Obviously, he's he's fighting. I think in July he said, which uh, he looked terrible. Whom, Whom is he? I don't fighting? know. <laughs> don't know. But he's going to come back. Uh, Mike Tyson is going to be fighting again. Oh, that was Holyfield fun. is fighting again. Tyson actually, that was a fun fight. Yeah, when they fought. I, I, oh, it was all of these equally were, yeah. were have been fun and enjoyable for me um, because we don't have any superstars left in boxing. There's only a handful of guys that I give a shit about: Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. um, Wilder. Uh, still like watching Deontay Wilder fight. Uh, Joshua, Joshua. Yeah. Um, and then I would say Canelo, and that's that's kind of Andy it. Ruiz. No, not no, no. no, I mean for the laughter, but yeah, I, that that's kind of who we're down to, right? We're we're down to about four or five guys. Wait, he said in all of boxing. Somebody said Cormier was Jake Paul thinking about fighting him. They're exchanging Twitter beef right now. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Yes. Cormier, Jake today. Cormier. You don't want that. No. Buddy. Well, Cormier will knock him. The fuck out. Hang on. He's too big to maneuver around for eight rounds. No, he's not. Giorgio. Have you seen Daniel Cormier is like one of the lightest on his feet fat dudes of all time. Yeah. And he's knocked out Stipe. He's knocked out some good guys. But he yeah, gets man. he gets gas later on. Boxing is a different animal, man. <clears throat> Jake Paul would not last one round against I, Cormier. Either way, if, if that fight happens, we would be all in on that. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see it too, but it's not going to happen. I mean, if Jake Paul wants to continue living... That's not a good idea. Jake Paul's never fighting someone bigger than him. So no. let's go ahead and put that out there. I don't think he ever fights anyone real. And what it makes me want to do is go challenge a 54-year-old former like bowler to yeah. a tennis match. And or then, like and, a postal employee or something yeah, like and that. And then yeah. demand that the ATP rank me. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, man, I, PDW oh, is, uh, is off that list, my man, because that's, that's the finest athlete we have in America, obviously. Yeah, he'll beat you in anything. 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 Pete Weber's the greatest. Who do you think you are? I am. Yes. Yeah. Just from that one line alone, mm-hmm. he, he, he won at life. So I like how they had a fucking retirement ceremony from him. Like, dude, nobody even knew you were alive. I watched it. <laughs> I, watched, I watched about? the entire thing. Did they hang the banner? <laughs> I watched the entire fucking thing. Like, dude. seriously, nobody knew that Wash he was a mouth. person until his retirement ceremony. Like, oh, <laughs> All right, let's talk about something else. I'm bored with this fucking box. Uh, we got some sponsors who pay for this show to be on the air. Shockingly. Shockingly, D'Anthony. Um, first and foremost, KillCliffCBD.com. Yeah. They're a title, title sponsor for this, right? Yeah. Big boys. We got a plenty of Kill Big Cliff. Boys. We just actually got a shipment today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, what was the... What are you drinking there? Uh, I'm drinking one of their energy drinks. It's called Gangsta's Berry Dice. It's, ener- it it's energized and recovers, so it's got electrolyte. It's... Th- so this isn't the CBD one, but man, like this is one of the best hangover drinks I can possibly have. Yep. Yep. Do you have a hangover? I'm kind you of on day. You didn't even come to the show yesterday. No, nah, I'm just on day two of being dehydrated. Oh, I see. From drinking on Saturday. Word. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Uh, Killcliff is one of the best in the business. Look, KillcliffCBD.com uh, has got uh, cans of this Killcliff with. 25 milligrams of CBD in every single can. Uh, they got the grape, the strawberry, the orange kush, 
And now uh, Joe Rogan has his own flavor there, the Flamin' Joe, which is pineapple and uh, habanero. And that's a fun one. Uh, jalapeno, I think. Is it jalapeno? Yeah. Or not habanero? Jalapeno. Whatever it is. I believe. It's, it's got a little kick to it, and I like it. Go to KillCliffCBD.com today. Use the promo code Bros for 20% off and free shipping. That is a big deal. Uh, and then you can also go to KillCliff.com and use the promo code uh, DRINKINGBROS for 20% off and free shipping as well. And all other products, including the Gangsta's Berry Dice. Next up, we got MyBookie.com. Sorry, MyBookie. I want to apologize for, for, for taking all your money. Every time I win, I, I, I make an apology to them online. Uh, go to mybookie.com today. That is where all of our bets are made week in and week out. Uh, these are the numbers we use for the show. Uh, promo code Drinking Bros will double your deposits for you newbies out mm. there. Uh, and then I'm sure it'll reset at some point. Uh, we got a lot of things going up on MyBookie. Um, shit. In two weeks, we are at the Kentucky Derby. We'll be betting heavily on that. Uh, the Kentucky Derby, and then um, the week after that, we will be at the Canelo fight, and we'll be betting heavily on that as well uh, at mybookie.com. And as always, I post all of my slips inside Drinking Bros Sports on Facebook. It is a private group, and you can see them on the day. What I have bet, I was laughed at by all of you for the Jake Paul bets. And who is laughing now? Drinking Bros. Who is laughing now? Ben Askren is laughing now. He currently was laughing while leaving the arena. Yeah, well, did you see the press conference afterwards? I did. Yeah. I'm sorry, world. For taking your money. <clears throat> yeah, he did read his script good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you going you gonna to put him in one of the new movies, Ross? Who, Ben Askren? No, he's a fucking terrible actor. <laughs> you get knocked out for real. Uh, you, know, you know, at least stage it, dude. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to be about three to four inches from a face on a fake punch. But a real punch on the button actually knocks you the fuck out. And that footage ends around the world. So. It was on the temple, not the button, right? Yeah. You can bring it up right now on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, there's you like 17 different uh, angles about on Ross's Instagram pull, right now. Pull that up on my Instagram. Tell me that's a fake punch. And watch his fucking head bounce off the floor. Uh, he, got, he got beat. Uh, shit. Nothing you can do about it. He's a two-meme guy, and that's all you remember. Not that he was a champion wrestler, wherever the fuck it is. He'll be a PE coach with, with seven figures in the bank, wherever the fuck he goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has uh, five wrestling academies currently. Yeah. Oh, does he? He also doesn't care. No. Like, he, he, truly, well, he truly does not care that this is his legacy. I guess, man. He's got three uh, podcasts right now, too. Does he? Wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, he, if he's on the, in a car on the side of a road in Arizona, dude, and just ends it one day after this. There's, it's, there's so many fucking memes and all that shit, dude. It's just embarrassing. He said it over and over again. It's fucking embarrassing. Even this morning, he was like, Jesus Christ, this is embarrassing. Um, he's getting hammered. Even DC made a fucking video this morning. DC was like, Jesus Christ, Ben, get your shit together. What do you think about Cormier's video, Georgia? Uh, I think it's a good Twitter beef. I think it's raising the Cormier brand. I think it's raising the UFC brand. I think it's got us all talking about it, and uh, we're going to keep talking about it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm down for Cormier. Uh, I don't care. I am. I'd love to see it. I would love to see that fight. I would, I would love to see that I mean, fight I, for yeah, real. I would like to see... I just want to see him fight a real fight. Like, well, yeah. So would Cormier be real to you? Yeah, of course. Okay. Jake Paul is... Uh, uh, he's, he's taking a lot of heat for not being a real fighter, but he's fought three times against no one, so technically that's true, but if he starts fighting real fighters, then that conversation changes immediately, right? Yeah, I'm fine with he's like a, he's celebrity deathmatch. He's a young, athletic 
kid. Yeah. He should be. I mean, he's training hard. He's either going to be able to do it or he's not. Yeah. I, I think after the amount he's trained, his level of skill is still pretty fucking low, frankly. Like, anybody that gets in the ring with him with a, with a good right hand is going to knock his ass out, man, because he's fucking, his left hand is down near his fucking hip bone half the time when he's throwing his cross. How, how big is Cormier, Georgia? Uh, Cormier's probably 265 right now, mm-hmm. maybe more. Actually, he's looking real thick, though. He's a little butterball. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of power behind that Cormier punch. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. But that would be about an 80-pound difference. I don't think he would fight. No, he's not no. an 80-pound difference. Logan would fight Cormier Jake. before Jake. That's what I'm saying. Logan, that's, that's too big of a difference, Logan's right? bigger, yeah. Because, dude, Cormier, no offense, looks, looks about 275, 280. Last He's time I saw him. He might be but 235. He used to cut down to 205. Yeah, right? yeah he barely made 205, <laughs> and he famously made weight for the Olympics and then could not compete because he was rushed to the hospital for electrolytes and kidney failure yep. in 2008. Yeah, yeah. God, he lost me so much money against Stipe yeah, twice. He did. Yeah. yeah, he did. Uh, we'll move on here. Uh, Deshaun Watson's attorney. Uh, files response for the 22 lawsuits, Bob. Um, what was the response from the lawyer on this? I'm just curious because I haven't heard from Deshaun. Yeah, so it is. I'll run. Someone had a good list of it. Let me find it real quick. Okay, so this is essentially uh, what the legal team is saying in response to. Ev- I mean, they're just going hard at, at everyone, clapping back at everyone, essentially. So. Um, Mr. Watson has learned the identity of his accusers. His legal team has already uncovered evidence that numerous allegations in this onslaught of cases are simply not true or accurate. For example, after the massage therapy sessions with Watson, eight plaintiffs bragged about, praised, and were excited about massaging Mr. Watson. Seven plaintiffs willingly worked or offered to work with with Mr. Watson after their alleged incidents. Three plaintiffs lied about the number of sessions they actually had with Mr. Watson. Three plaintiffs lied about their alleged trauma and resulting harm. Five plaintiffs told others they wanted to get money out of Mr. Watson, and five plaintiffs have scrubbed or entirely deleted their social media accounts. Though the last one I don't think is actually evidence of anything. Like, if your name gets out and you're accusing Deshaun Watson, your Instagram's probably a fucking nightmare. I'd delete my shit, too. Or it depends on if you you were taking pictures with him after the massage and then posted that, right? Yeah. Also also that. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think with this whole thing, it feels rigged by somebody very, very rich in Houston. I mean, it's, it's too much of a coincidence right before the NFL why, draft. Why, though? Uh, why? It doesn't make sense to me. Qui bono, who benefits? Who benefits from this? It doesn't benefit the Houston Texans, even if they want to keep him or get rid of him, to devalue him like that. Because not, it's not like he's going to come in and play hard this year if he, he's not if he gets, at all, probably. If he gets stuck in Houston yeah. because of all this and nobody wants him, he's not, it's not like he's going to come in and play hard. He may set the season out. Yeah, why well, keep taking sacks? I don't, yeah. You got you to pay, pay those legal bills, though. I he's, mean, that's he's 22 got, accusers. He's got plenty of money. He's got the money for it. Um, but it, to me, right before the NFL draft uh, and the trade and all that other stuff, like, it feels a little too The only person who would, who would benefit, quotes, Jack benefit, the, the pastor or whatever. Jack Ellerby, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the pastor who they just fired who was, like, low-key running everything at the yeah. Houston Texans for a while. So this would be more just like a scorched earth on your way out the door type of benefit. Like I'm taking you down with me. I'm just going to burn down the organization. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be the only. Why not? Yeah. I mean, they may as well burn that organization down anyways because they have no hope for the future. The Texans is an awful name too. bring back the Oilers. Yeah, Mm, yeah, I like like the Oilers. Um, I think you'll probably get with 22, usually with the same lawyer like this, uh, they'll probably be looking for somewhere in the neighborhood of a million apiece, probably settle on 15. Split that up, and then he'll be back in uniform this year because 
I don't think know. I don't think they're getting paid. I, I, oh, these women, really? He's, no. I think he fights. <laughs> Boy, I would. Fuck. Them. Oh yeah, so would I. So would There's I. There's no goddamn way. I mean, look, so would it, I. It does seem like he was getting a lot of massages from a lot of people. Which is kind of weird, to be yeah. honest. I mean, How many if you can afford it, though, well, I would do it every single day of my life. But you have, like, people paid to do it for you first. Like, this seems like he's going to, like, sketchy massage places. Yeah, why no. wouldn't you have somebody on staff? Well, so right. he yeah. said he did. And then because of COVID, he wasn't allowed to use the team facilities or their physicians anymore. And then he had to go outside. They closed everything down. And the only place that was open, you had to buzz in. Yep. Look, there's a two-door process, which yep. I thought was COVID safe. I thought they were just keeping us separated for social distancing the purposes. The two-door thing is called a man trap, by the way. <laughs> no, for real. That's what it's called in the security industry. You let the guy in the one door and it closes. And the other door won't open until that door is closed. So in case somebody tries to come in and you, see, you notice that they're an asshole or armed or some shit, you can lock them in that room. Yeah. Weirdly, they do that at uh, Diamonds Direct. I don't know what that is. It's oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Where I, I bought t- my uh, wife's engagement ring, and I was, like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me, Diamonds Direct? Every <laughs> like, Diamond store does that, yeah, the yeah. high-end ones, for sure. <laughs> so, like, really? what, do they get robbed a lot? Oh, Dude, all the time. They had a cop and an armed security guard in yep. there. I was like, where the fuck The kind these- of person that robs an, a Diamonds Direct in Austin has no idea how to sell <laughs> diamonds on the black market. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it was ridiculous. What the hell would you even do with them? Fucking put them in your teeth or whatever like that. <laughs> yeah. It was, I was like, I don't think Diamonds Direct understands that they're Diamonds Direct. Look, if you have been to a Diamonds Direct and you need to get rid of some diamonds, uh, I'm not going to say there's a place you can DM somebody, but you know. <laughs> what are you going to do? Put them up your ass on OnlyFans? Shut the fuck up, Giorgio. <laughs> Craigslist. Craigslist. Craigs- Come on. You're getting Craigs- Craigslisting diamonds. Uh, that'd be fuck great. that. It'd be great. I don't care about Deshaun Watson. Alex Smith retired today. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. Um, hey, he made it out with his legs. Yes. Which is good. And right? if, I, I, if I'm his wife, I tell him to retire. Like, that's yeah, a, for sure. Like, don't risk that shit again. <laughs> yeah. What's his legacy? He got a trophy. Is that comeback player? Was that supposed to be a pun? No. Oh. Now, now I got it. Now I, yeah. Because I don't yeah, like puns. Yeah. yeah, no. uh, yeah I, I, it's a good question. I think his, his legacy is as a, uh, a, an extremely good game manager who. Mm-hmm. Uh, after he left Kansas City, they got good. Really good Utah team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, great but, college quarterback. But he's, he's certainly a guy that has fucking balls, man. I mean, yeah. He, he, that, that was a fucked up situation. And uh, he made it all the way back, regardless of what he actually did when he got back. You know, he, he did make it all the way back. It was impressive. Weirdly, uh, right after his surgery <laughs> and, he, and, and when he was, like, good enough to actually, like, walk again healing-wise... Uh, saw him out in Fredericksburg, Texas. Really? It's a good town to go out. Yeah, getting yeah. drunk, getting wine drunk. No shit. Yeah, yeah just right. out with his fam, get, uh, crushing wine at the table over from us at one of the restaurants in Fredericksburg. Yeah. I was like, yeah. we were all like, me and my buddy, who's a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and we're like, what the fuck is Alex Smith doing? Like, he's not from Texas. His no. wife's not like, what? how amazing. the fuck did he decide on Fredericksburg? <laughs> yeah, who knows, man? That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, career stats for Alex Smith, 3,000, I'm sorry, 35,650 yards passing. 199 TDs and 109 interceptions. It's not mm-hmm. bad. Decent game manager. Uh, but I mean, again, look, not- if you look at the years where he played, where he played, he left San Francisco in 2012, and then they got pretty good after that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then he left Kansas City in 27. It, it seems like he built some pretty decent teams and suffered through the hard years, and then they were like, hey, we've got this new guy. Yeah. <laughs> the he was, fuck out. Yeah, he got, he got to groom Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Great game yeah. manager. He also and got to groom Colin Kaepernick, which was nice for everybody. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I, I always, like, I look at the Cleveland situation with their quarterback because I obviously hate Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. If they just had a solid game manager like an Alex Smith, Baker's fine. with that team getting clowny, I think that's really all they need, to be honest with you. Baker had a good year. Baker's fine. Oh, my God. He's dude. not fine. He's a fine quarterback. He's Do I have to pull up Baker Mayfield's numbers again? You can. He had a good year last from year. From last year. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Great. So let me bring that up. Lake I'm not going to fucking let this go. Um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield's fucking He had a 95.9 rating. That's pretty good. He's fine. Yeah, how many throws did he have? Four a game? I'm not saying he's like a top five quarterback. I'm saying he's fine. Yeah. 26 TDs, eight interceptions. He really did cut down on the interceptions. Yeah. What he had have? a very Alex Smith-esque year, if you yeah, will. Yeah, he did, actually. Plus, everyone like plays with Baker, likes Baker. You should like Baker. Baker's like just like the classic underdog story. He threw about the same amount of passes he has in this first he did in his first two seasons. His completion percentage was up. 62.8%. Yeah. He's yeah, essentially like sense. your friend who has like all the talent in the world, but like is still kind of hanging around your friend group that kind of makes it. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, that's, those are pretty run of the mill numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just uh, pedestrian 62.8%. I mean, the, the, effi- 5'11. The efficiency. I, I know. He's, he's, a fi- he's, he's too small. He's getting the most out of his like the frame, his yeah. talent. The, the he's efficient. Fine. He's the, the efficiency. Ben Askren of fucking the NFL. No. Yeah. His, his efficiency no. was pretty good. He didn't get sacked. Nearly almost, uh, what, 14 less sacks this year. That's good. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, he's, that's, those are run-of-the-mill numbers. Cleveland has all the pieces, man. He's a starter in the NFL for sure, but he's not a starter on a championship football team. No, he's a starter for the Jets, and that's and where I he do, should be. But, I do uh, believe that uh, they're a better team without OBJ on the field. You know, we'll find out this year. I've, I've seen a lot of videos of him training. And he says he's back, and he's you know mentally prepared, and he's going to be back. It's not about his skill level, or it, it's about his level of effort and his. Like I, he, I agree. He yeah. takes plays off because he feels like he's not being targeted enough. Yeah, I mean, you can't. That's not what, what this. That's not how any of this works. I, I mean, this isn't a fucking. It's not Madden. It's not a video game where you can just throw to the same receiver every single goddamn time. Yeah. I, I I agree. They've got Landry. They got Jarvis Landry. They yeah. got a decent tight end there. And um, he likes to get shit on too. Yeah, OBJ. Yeah, it's just like. Pretty weird, right? Look, to me... Yeah, you should be doing the shitting at worst. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're into <laughs> shit, you definitely don't want to be on the receiving end of it. No. To me, he's too much of a headache. I, I'd just get rid of the I'd fucking trade guy all the same. shouldn't... What, how can you like to be disgraced by getting shit on, but then get mad they're not throwing the ball enough to you? Don't, aren't you clearly, like, getting off to being humiliated yeah, at this maybe, point? Yeah, maybe that's... Maybe he, uh, he does enjoy it secretly. <laughs> yeah. Guys, have we not thought about that that could be the source of his power, his catching ability? What, getting shit on? Getting shit on? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. He never filed a lawsuit against that woman for saying it. Because so. it was true. <laughs> I, I watched the podcast. Like, dude, that girl was just Not only is it talking true, though, about it. Like, my understanding is this is how I would handle it. If I knew for a fact she couldn't prove it, I would have sued her anyways. Because I don't want people thinking that shit. Even yeah, if yeah, it was yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there, my assumption is then that there is proof out there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And but, by proof, I mean a video <laughs> or a picture of him getting shit on. <laughs> or texts. Where he's telling her not to wash her vagina for three days. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You need, if, you, if you need a video deleted, you need to be on the Cowboys. You need Jerry Jones to be in the mix. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, next up is uh, we had uh, two more pro days for the same quarterbacks. Um, that has never happened before. I mean, who gives a shit? Justin Fields and uh, Trey Lance. Yeah, why are they? Who goes third? That's, that's, that's why. Uh, pff, I mean, I don't know. It's a good question. Who goes third? Mac um, Jones? <laughs> Uh, well, honestly, Mac he's, Jones declined I, I, to have a second pro day, I guess. So uh, Trey Lance did. Justin Fields did. Justin Fields torched it. I don't know. I kind of like Justin Fields, but. I did see who fits better in the San Francisco offense. 
Mm, well, sh- was Shanahan probably Mike Mac Jones probably. Yeah, I, I mean, there there's a, a lot of the mock drafts. I'm looking at one now at CBS, but ESPN Mel Kiper put one out too. I think two weeks ago that had uh, San Francisco trading up for Miami at third and taking Mac Jones. Yeah. Get the ball out fast. Well, San Francisco already traded up. Oh, they already traded. Yeah, so, so they're yeah. they're in there. They're getting a quarterback. Then. They're getting a quarterback, but who is it going to be? Is the question. I don't Matt Jones' pro day was not very good. The the more interesting thing to me is not who San Francisco takes. It's what uh, the Falcons and Bengals do. Now there's two. There's two like fucking legit franchise players on the board right here with Kyle Pitts, the tight end. He's probably the best tight end prospect that's ever come through the draft in the modern era. Correct. And Jamar Chase from LSU, right? Yep. Ah, the, the Bengals. Devonta Smith too. The, the Bengals desperately. Yeah, I think need Devonta help. Smith is a sure thing. For sure, he absolutely. Like he yeah. is going to be a Hall of Fame receiver. Yeah, for sure. Like, but so I, I think Jamar Chase is too, and, and don't and, even question and it. And Jalen Waddle might be as well if he stays healthy. I mean, who knows? But uh, the the Bengals have to take uh, Penny Sewell right here. They have to. Well, or you, you know he's going to be fucking dead. You know who Joe Burrow uh, requested, by the way? No, Jamar Chase. So he I mean, is lobbying. That's his yes, boy. Yeah. That's his boy. They, he threw him at LSU. So if they do that, they got to get out on the free agent market and get to. some help, man, because he's going to get murdered again. You also, yeah, Joe Burrow <laughs> needs to not play this season. I think he needs to heal fully. He needs I, to not rush back. I think before he made that call, he should have watched the video of his leg getting crunched yeah, in half again, man. and then probably go with Panay Sewell on that one. I'm with you on that one, Dan. The Falcons. I think my prediction is they will trade out of that position if it's not the quarterback they were hoping for. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I why would why if if you're gonna take a pick there, I would I'd take Kyle Pitts there. Why not? I I would too if you're the Falcons, yeah. right? But I wouldn't trade out of that. Yeah, I, I I that that is my gut feeling because you're gonna start losing players from the Falcons. It's an older team. Julio Jones is 33. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan is 36. I, I think they would rather take the picks for the future, and I think that'll make more sense to trade out of that pick. But we'll see. I mean, look, you guys have seen the draft shows from the previous years. Uh, every time the Falcons draft, I almost kill myself on air. And I think was, I was really close last time, Dan. I mean, I was, I was measuring the that rope was, or the beam. or I, I don't know who is matter, uh, Falcons fans or, uh, or Packers fans, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it started with me because CeeDee Lamb was on the board. Yeah. And uh, I, I just – you take the best talent. I think you, I think you take the best player available. And I, Unless you have a very specific need, and they, that's not what – who did they even take? Uh, this uh, offensive lineman who got hurt uh, opening week and never played again. But he wasn't – He wasn't. If, if you're taking – if you need an offensive lineman like that and he's not – the person you're going after is not a lottery pick, skip mm-hmm. it. Get it in round two because the difference between a round one and round two lower end uh, offensive lineman is, is not that big. It's not – like you, if it's Penny Sewell, you take him whenever he's available. If it's one of these other dickholes, no, you take I, – I like taking the uh, best on the board. I'm kind of surprised that uh, Travis Etienne is all the way down to Pittsburgh at 24 on, on this mock draft. Running backs are dime a dozen. Right. I know running backs small are – right? Don't pay him more than minimum he's, wage. He, he's, he's a fucking guy that's going to play for a while. He's going to be lined up in the slot a lot. He's one of the best receivers as a running back in, in college football history. So a weird thing with ETN is that this is something that me and I think Dan and J- Jake, our softcore history co-host, who we talk college football with all the time, uh, uh, Jake's wife is a Clemson grad, so we mm-hmm. talk about Clemson a shit ton. And we're always just like, why the fuck 
did ETN only get nine touches during that game? Yeah. It felt like every yeah. goddamn week, Travis ETN would have like Monster. S- six to ten touches like at 16 most. 16 yards per carry. Yeah. That was insane. But so maybe there's... Even I, then, it's the NFL... You what do you think get, he's? Breaking? You want to pay a guy like no more than like seven fifty an hour? It's sketchy. Yeah. He does, he didn't get a lot of touches that often. Yeah. Like Dabo Sweeney's not yeah. a stupid coach, and I know they're loaded, but like, well, he is. He's dumb. Kind of an aw shucks. Oh, fucking yeah. go, go, golly, man! I don't know. Well, yeah, well. he's a moron yeah. for sure. But, <laughs> but he's not he's a, a not top about, five coach not in about, college football. But yeah, he is a moron. Not, not I about, do agree. We've not, talked about this. Yeah. There's no good coaches in college football except Saban. Like, yeah. well, everyone's a fucking moron. There's three. Well, I think three or four. Urban's Ryan, gone. Ryan Day's all right. Uh, Urban's Ryan gone. Day's great. Uh, Ryan Day's lost two games, a national championship and then a semifinal. Let me see what happens with his That's roster. It. Lincoln Riley's gotten demonstrably worse every well, year. Lincoln Riley, you, you are on this hay train with Lincoln Riley. I, I, Has I, he gotten I, worse every year? I think the answer Link, is yes. Lincoln Riley will be, he will make the college football playoffs. That is my prediction. I do this too. Year. He's a great coach. Uh, this year. Like, do you think, not- so, so this, this is another funny one. Uh, the, uh, CBS has Rashad Bateman from Minnesota going to the Packers at 29. <laughs> who, who could he have gotten last year? Uh, T. Higgins? He, he could have gotten T. Higgins. He could have gotten Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, it's... Mm, you're just naming I mean, receivers the Eagles could have gotten. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the Eagles have given up on next year, Jesus so that doesn't really matter Christ, anyways. Dude. Let's see who the, who the Eagles lined up. Well, look, I'll, I'll, I've got Mel Kuyper's uh, uh, new big board draft that he just released this morning. What about your big board? Right in front of me. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you my big board yeah. uh, as we go along. Well, He's C- got Trevor Lawrence at one. Yeah, of course. CBS has Devonta Smith going to the uh, Eagles. At what, 12 now? Uh, 12, Are we 12? Yeah. Wow. He's going to last till 12? Wow. I'll, Let's gl- find out. I'll gladly I don't know. I know. Who wouldn't? I mean, the Gi- they have the Giants taking fucking Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, the offensive lineman. Mm. Uh, so so Kuyper's got uh, New York Jets taking Zach Wilson at two. <laughs> R.I.P. Zach Wilson. Uh, Mac <laughs> well, Jones at good. three to San Francisco. Do we buy into a, a quarterback not being a team captain for his team ever? Like, is that a red flag? In the NFL, yeah, it's a red flag. Yes. Because like there's no other offensive player that's on the field all the time, all, yep. whether it's a receiver. I guess the, the lineman... But but that would be weird if the line. Or do we just account it for it being BYU and him having thirty year old teammates? You know, I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he wasn't uh, ranked high enough in the Mormon Church or some shit. Like that's how they do that. You're ranked inside the church, and you go to uh, the the church that you go to every Sunday or whatever the fuck is based on your ranking in the church, not where you live. We we need to pull a draft. It's weird as shit. We need a draft day moment. We did anyone go to his birthday party? Did anyone go to Zach Wilson's birthday party? What do you mean? You never saw draft day? That's great. That was the red flag. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If he doesn't have any friends or, or yeah, that's, that's a real thing. <laughs> that's that shitty movie with Kevin Costner. Kevin yeah, Costner it was terrible. Browns, yeah, did he try yeah. to pull his deck out in that too? Because he should have. I would have watched it then. Terrible movie. I heard um, it was awful. Terrible. So uh, they got Mac Jones at number three uh, from Alabama going to San Francisco. And then this is interesting. Exactly what I said. Uh, for the Falcons, they've got the Falcons trading out of this pick. Uh, Miami moving up into the fourth spot to take... That tight end, that sexy tight end you were talking about. Man, I mean, they're putting together a lot of talent that uh, Tua is not going to be able to throw the ball to. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's, it, the funny thing is, is they're going to spend these picks over the next two or three years putting together a team while they get ticket sales from Tua, and then they're going to get rid of his ass and draft an actual quarterback. It's my, that's my prediction. Uh, Bengals. Like, got- I think 2024, the, he'll be gone, and they'll bring in a, an actual quarterback. Yeah. And he'll be like remembered as... Some asshole. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Bengals, they got Panay Sewell, although he did say this is the toughest one yet because 
reuniting Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow would be pretty magical there. AJ well, Green is until he dies is almost dead. Yeah. Uh, and then the Falcons with that mock trade with Miami, if that actually happens, Trey Lance. That's where they got Trey Lance going. I, I mean, I don't know anything about the kids. Yeah, nobody so. does. Come he, on. He no. sounds like game an, that sounds year. like an auto-gen Madden player. I'd be surprised if they didn't take Justin Fields if they trade down. I'd be surprised at Trey Lance, but maybe they're talking to, I mean, you know, Mel Kuyper talks to the fucking GMs and shit, so who knows? Any one of your buddies is like, yeah, I'm a big Trey Lance guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> name, a lot of, name two of his songs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. You don't know. We've got a bunch of, of Drinking Bro fans uh, who love fucking North Dakota and this whole thing, or South Dakota. Where, I, don't, I don't even know where this They love it in the school. same way well, that people loved uh, Dogecoin back yeah, in the exactly. day. Exactly. Like they I think no North Dakota State was. actually just lost There's, to South Dakota State because they're doing that like spring ball. That's right. That yeah. nobody's watching. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Lions. They got Jamar Chase heading there. Uh, Carolina Panthers. Devonta Smith at eight here. That is way different than CBS. Um, Denver Broncos. Micah Parsons uh, out of Penn State. Um, and, and this is the craziest one here. Mel Kiper Jr. saying the New England Patriots will trade with Dallas. And go for Justin Fields at 10. No. So CBS has uh, the Patriots taking Trey Lance and staying in that position 15. Patriots are going to trade out of the first round like they always do. They're going to collect picks for the second and third round. Yeah, they can do all that all they want. Now that Tom Brady's gone, it'll never work again. Nope. Mm-mm. Not <laughs> once will it ever but work again. Bill's going to bill. Well, yeah. No, but this offseason was different from the Patriots. They bought everyone. I've never seen that happen before. Yeah, they brought back Cam. Yeah, but, who, uh, but they bought everyone else, too. Who do they buy? Uh, fucking every, literally every free agent there was, the Patriots bought them, and it's it's shocking because you never see that happen there. Go through that list. Yeah, it's it true. I think it was James like they, White. they spent more money in the offseason this year than the lot, like previous like five or ten years or something. Combined, like yeah. I mean, it's something crazy. They got uh, offensive tackle Trent Brown from Vegas, yep. o- offensive tackle Marcus Cannon, tight end Ryan Izzo, uh, and then they, they got uh, Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Nelson Aguilar and uh, defensive lineman Henry Anderson. Uh, Didn't they get uh, Montrevious Adams, Dietrich Wise Jr., Cody Davis, Jalen Mills? I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, like to me, yes, they spent a lot of money, but I don't like any of those players. Aguilar was on the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. How'd that work out for you? Uh, Well, he he dropped the goddamn ball, right? Yeah, he did. Pulled an Aguilar. Yeah, Hunter Henry's. uh, Hunter Henry's great. He's not a bad player at all. He's great. Now, that's a huge pickup, but you've already got two great tight ends, so I guess you're going back to that model. Well, I mean, yeah, you've got to have two great tight ends if one of them murders people and then goes to jail and sucks dicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've got to plan for that, obviously, at this point. Hey, hey, do do you remember? He was doing that before, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I guess. Fair enough. Uh, The Giants, they got Jalen Waddell at 11. Uh, Patrick Sertain, the second for the Eagles here. Um, Look, he's great. He's probably the best corner in this draft. In the second round? No, in the first round at oh, 12 to the Eagles. Uh, okay. There's no cornerback that I would take at 12. <laughs> um, Patrick Sertain is fucking amazing. Dude. No he way. is, but they're starting to pick him apart, as you know, the draft process usually does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he, uh, I think he was like, I don't think there was a whole lot of targets against him this year at Alabama. Not that you really no. need to. No. I, it's, he's one of those guys, though, was so feared that, that nobody threw the ball his way. Right. Uh, nobody threw the ball his way at all. Uh, the rest of the first round here is uh, nobody really sexy until 24. Najee Harris, the running back from uh, Alabama, going to the Steelers. Wait, is he that great, or is it, is it branding? 
right? Najee's a monster. When you have to choose between a, I mean, maybe he's great, a, a great cornerback and one that's probably middle of the road because what college team has two great cornerbacks, right? Very rarely. Corners? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bama, though. Yeah, it's Bama's. usually like Bama, Georgia. Ohio yeah. State. Always got those great are the corners. guys. Yeah, they'll have two. And then, yes, every other college team yeah. will just have like this one fucking yeah. guy. So is never... it like part of the mystique then that people wouldn't throw towards him, but they just had a better option and it wasn't about necessarily how great he was. It's, there's a better. It's, you don't have to be faster than the Bear, just faster than the other guy, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you take uh, that national championship with uh, Sean Wade. Yeah. Sean Wade was supposed to be a top 15 pick. Yeah. Before that game started, he said, I want to guard Devonta Smith. Yeah. Devonta Smith had about 225 yeah. yards against yeah. him uh, by halftime. Yeah, by halftime. And yeah. I do not see Sean Wade in the first round at all in well, the, no, the any too, of these mock drafts. The other thing, too, is, like, obviously he's a freak athlete, but, like, how hard is it to be a cornerback at Alabama? Right, so the ball's getting ninety percent of the games. The ball's getting like thrown, maybe in your direction by a terrified quarterback who's already like getting chased by yeah, yeah. monster defensive linemen. Yeah. They're down like fifteen point. I mean, it's just unless they're playing against Clemson. Well, the, one of the last two games of the year, maybe the maybe yeah. the uh, the conference championship as well. Yeah, but that's about it. You are you're playing on. Fucking easy mode yeah. for C- three fourths of the season. <laughs> CBS has Sean Wade going uh, 161st to the Bills. Holy shit! Yeah, that is round the last one, I believe. 90, oh no, it's round five. Yeah, five. Another oh. notable name. Why? Why leave then? He had a, he had another year. Where, uh, where do they have Richie Grant? Uh, I don't know about Richie Grant, but I know uh, Tra- Travis Etienne, the guy you were just talking about. Uh, they've got him going at the top of the second here to the New York Jets. They got uh, Richie. They got Richie Grant going 48th to the Raiders. Okay, That's second round. Two. Yeah. yeah, UCF that. UCF Oof. great. Yeah. Falcons at 35. Uh, Gregory Rousseau. Jesus Christ, man. I hope that doesn't happen. <clears throat> Tune in, because if this shit pops off, man, it's going to be a fucking long night for daddy. Now there's a lot. Now you start seeing, once you get out of the lottery, uh, a lot more of these bigger dudes uh, pay from uh, Michigan, their edge rusher. Although I think he waited too long to come out. He should have came out last year, to be honest. He's going to go to they, – they think he's going to go to Minnesota. Um, man, I, I, love the, I love the Jags' second-round pick. That Who's they got that? projected here. Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Going one spot ahead of ETN to the Jets. He will die there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, Tony's the shit. Tony is is like a slot receiver that played running back kind of like half the time in a weird like situation. Yeah. Do we overrate the Florida guys though, since Jake is like a massive Florida fan? Yeah, I mean that's always uh that's always part of it. But dude, like I mean, I've watched Tony play against Missouri for a couple of years and he's always just like He's, he's, he's like ETN when he touches the ball, and you're just like, how are you so fucking fast? Shit, where's Kyle Trask now after that fucking bowl game? Oh, fuck. Boy. Uh, Probably fifth or sixth. Oh, really? To the Saints. That's not terrible. Yeah. That's uh, third round. Yeah. It's third round. That's, I, not, the that's Dolph- not awful. I mean, this is, gonna, this is the first year that the Dolphins draft picks that they sold everybody for are really going to start up. coming Correct. Through. I mean, yeah. Up. The the CBS one has them taking uh, Najee Harris in the second round with one of their other picks, and then they're probably going to get that tight end, and they have two other first round picks as well. well they, yeah, they have to trade up to get the tight end because I don't think that tight end will be there. Uh, pass. Well, four. I mean, if Atlanta trades out, they're, that's the only team that's going to do it. Probably, yeah, is the Dolphins because uh, they they're the ones that can maneuver picks the best. But Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher from Miami, is really good. Uh, they're going to get him and later in the first round and then towards the end 
uh, or I'm sorry, they only that's their two first round picks. Then they get Najee Harris, adding Harris and the best tight end prospect in decades is pretty good for your team. To be honest, I mean that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, the the only th- the only odd thing again is is building a team around Tua just seems intuitive. I don't think that's what they're doing. What do you think they're going to do? With I that think kid? I think he's a fucking placeholder mm-hmm. until they can build this team. Why in the Christ would you fucking uh, get that get that guy, man, and expect him to be a great NFL quarterback? Why did it's they draft him at three or whatever the fuck it was? Because like, I mean, who else were they going to draft then? You have to have somebody to throw out on the field. You can't play the game without a quarterback. Got to have one. Fitzpatrick is fine. He's Fitzpatrick a fine is game seventy-five years manager. old, dude, and yeah. it's not. I, he had a great I, season. He's oh, about yeah, to for start sure. for the, the He's Washington going to start this year yeah. for, for Washington. Yeah, he yeah. absolutely sh- he should have started all season last year for Miami too. There's yeah. Tua never should have sniffed the field, but he's old is what I mean, and he's probably going to get hurt at some point, right? That that body's not going to hold it forever. He's taken some hits over the years. So yeah. they had to get a young quarterback in there. What are they going to do? Go get some random free agent? Fans would have been mad about that. You can sell some tickets for the next two or three years, draft your fucking people, sign a couple of free agents in 24, and, and, and a, get a real quarterback, and then that is a fucking – that is a really good team. Fitzpatrick should be a mercenary that you can sign to a 10-day contract. Yeah. It just goes from team to team. How funny would that be if you had 10-day contracts in the fucking NFL? That would be amazing. <laughs> just pick up a system. It's like, like oh, uh, we, need a, we need a quarterback for this game, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, if you were able yeah. to do that, that would be the coolest shit. I mean, uh, you, uh, I feel like an uh, edge rusher could easily do that. What do mm. you, need? you don't need to know anything. No, you just no. go fucking run at people all yeah. day. Yeah. Edge, that should be – every edge rusher should have like uh, – you know, it's like when a pitcher bets on himself, or like a some like I'm just taking a one year contract so I can get a better deal. Yeah, yep. like just take ten day contract after ten day contract. By the end of the season, there'll be some teams paying you ungodly amounts of money yeah. for that one game. Is this you trying to justify somebody signing Alden Smith? Oh no, no one's signing him anymore. <laughs> he's he's going no. to jail today. So, uh, is there there was a warrant out for his arrest? They just issued a warrant. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, battery, battery. in uh, new, near New Orleans. Yep, yep. He also got arrested in like an airport, right? For making a bomb threat. Yeah, um, yeah. True. yeah. That happens. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Does it? Um, is today the day that the Boston Marathon is? Because this Red Sox game is already over with. And it's, today uh, is the day that the Lord is hmm. uh, Was it the, the first Coast? of a doubleheader? No, they had a doubleheader yesterday, actually. Oh, yeah. That is an early game. The um, Twins and Athletics are still postponed. I was unaware, by the way, that uh, with the doubleheaders, they're still doing the seventh, seven-inning game thing, like Little League Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun thing. Salvador Perez had a walk-off homer in the seventh. I'm the like, other why day. are they celebrating? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are they all on the field? <laughs> it's like this Royals team just gets hyped. <laughs> the seventh inning. So that's is that permanent? Uh, I guess moving forward. I don't. It's, why not? It's no, a COVID every, thing, but everything's like, up for grabs uh, this coming off season, I believe. Kind of well, like it's that. kind of the thing where like baseball fans are, you know, they don't like change, but until they actually see it. So this is kind of like a reason for them to see it. They just have an excuse now. It's like, oh, you know, it's COVID. I guess. I, to me, man, that is just fucking garbage is, down USA. Is Jacksonville going to be a good team with Trevor Lawrence? No. Um, They're going to win <clears throat> maybe four games? They're stealing? Maybe? I think they could win six games, I don't six know. or seven games. That's, that, that division. The Colts. The Colts and Titans are, are good, but... The Texans are going to be shit. I mean, yeah. who knows? The, we don't yeah. even know who's going to be playing. Maybe two wins right. there. Maybe they split. The Texans that. legitimately, yeah. yeah, might have less than three wins this yeah. year. And if Texans like, might go winless. If, if there's yeah, one quarterback play. that I believe who can come in and just win six or seven games, it's probably him. If right? he can stay upright, yeah. He's a fucking big dude, man. 
Yeah, well, it's not a. It's there's bigger dudes trying to <laughs> trying to knock his ass out. He's you know for I mean? sure like the. He's most, the biggest quarterback I've seen in real life. He's the most like can't miss prospect, Oof. I guess, since like Andrew Luck. Right? Yeah. Gar- yeah, Gardner Minshew got sacked 27 times in only nine games last year. Yeah. Well, Garner, he runs around a lot. Best Instagram on the planet, by the way. That's that's yeah. 48 sacks on the season you'd expect over a course. Gardner's going to be in the league for a while. As, as far as, as Gardner's yeah. Instagram, it's great. Yeah, he's setting himself up for a nice clipboard Jesus yeah, sitch. 2.0. For the rest of his life, and that's not bad at all. No, you, no, you want that Chase Daniel dollars. life. Yeah. yeah, you make millions of dollars. The uh, Alex Moran. Don't, <laughs> don't play me, dude. Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, Mizzou yeah. is back up you. He's still, he's still playing. He's still playing. Um, I want to bring up uh, something that you predicted, Hot Bob, and give you a little credit here. Uh, the number one high school recruit in the nation committed to Gonzaga today. You called this. White boy. Yep. Uh, Jalen Suggs' high school teammate also. Oh. So. Yeah, because yeah, Minnesota connection, yeah. You said that they would start getting the top recruits after after. Wait, doing so a white kid? Like a white kid recruit? is the or uh, yeah, college basketball's top recruit. He's being compared to, like, Chris Stapp's Porzingis type of guy. Mm. He's, he's like a... He's kind of so. I guess you could say a Chris Stapps kind of Kevin Durant type player, but since he's white, we'll call him Chris Stapps. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's essentially like a big dude who can uh, you know shoot it. Yep. How does he move? Pretty well. Is he strong? I mean, like he's pretty skinny. Yeah. yeah his yeah, name's Chet, really by the way. Yeah, his name's Chet. Chet. Chet Holmgren. Mm-hmm. Super white, by the way. Mm-hmm. Super wow. white. I mean, that's a that's an extremely Minnesota name. Chet Holmgren. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Big time, yeah. that's what you expect. Is that where he's from, Minnesota? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he played with Jalen Suggs, and, uh, and he committed. I think Suggs was there at his commitment, uh, whatever. But, yeah, man, Gonzaga's going to do this thing now where they go. They're never going to be Kentucky. They don't want to do the Kentucky thing mm-hmm. where they get just, you know, an NBA, uh, NBA, yeah. a team of NBA rookies. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do what they did last year, essentially, and – Get have a five star supplementing their like four star roster. Yeah, I mean, if as long as the same school keeps producing like the top like top five guys, yeah, in Minnesota, that's crazy. Just keep running that back. Yeah, same yeah. school. That's yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. Although have that pipeline, that, dude, these schools are weird like that because once it starts, it really does like snowball. There's a school yes. in Saint. There's a school in St. Louis. Yeah. It's a private Catholic school called Chaminade. David mm-hmm. Lee, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum. All out of that same fucking school. Yeah, LeBron put his kid. David in Lee, what, that left-handed uh, dude, used to play LeBron's for the Warriors. For? Yeah, mm. uh, the, the 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 school that LeBron's kid played for is in uh, Santa Monica. Okay, but like it's him, Dwayne Wade's kid. Just well, like, yeah. that's not like because Ma- they're rich. It's not like Mater D, is it? No, it's not okay. Mater D. Uh, but yeah. Mater D is the other one for football. Who? Yeah, I know Mater D is a big football Shit, school. Shit, man, you go there for football, and then there's what that that Oak Academy for Oak Hill, Oak Hill Academy. Yeah, and what did where did where did LeBron go? St. Vincent's. St. Vincent's, St. Mary, yeah. That's yeah. not a powerhouse. It's not though. a powerhouse. No, but the, it was just local, right? <laughs> yeah. Local, free, public. Uh, LeBron's kids are going to v- arguably the most expensive private school in the nation. So. Nice. Yeah, Minnehaha Academy. So this is clearly some sort of... Oh, Minnehaha. Private, yeah, Minnehaha. Yeah, big fan of their work. So it's a private school for sure. Uh, yeah, private Christian school. So, I mean, that's the type of thing, too, where you're just going to get kids going in there. And these high schools, like, just recruit without recruiting. No, they do recruit. They've been yeah. doing this for years. This happened to me. I went to Cardinal Gibbons High School. There was one in North Carolina and one in Florida. They just bust kids around whatever yeah. sport they wanted to play. This kid, yeah. this kid jumps pretty well. I, uh, by the way, I, I'm, I'm living in it right now. I was unfamiliar, like, how crazy 
uh, high school athletics were in Texas, obviously, because I, I, had, I hadn't lived here. There has been multiple parents that are preparing to move their children to like like Travis and some other high schools as they get older, if they are yeah, good just enough. Just ship your kids down to IGM. In, Dude, uh, that's not even the most Florida. fucked up part. My, so my wife grew up here, grew up in Dallas, and like they, they still do this to an extent, IMG, but it, it, was, it was bigger back in the day. Mm-hmm. Kids would like purposely stay back a year so that they could start in football. Red shirting. Oh, it's, still, your, it's still a thing. That's still going on. Yeah. Red, red shirting your kids is Except what it's, it's called. Except it's fucking yeah. high school. So yeah. you just got a 19-year-old well, hanging out around high school. That extra year, dude, is so much more development. Like, yeah. And you also the girls yeah. are now too young for you to date. That's weird, right? Yeah, it's really fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> you do that PG year at one of the academies as well, and then you're almost 20 years old going to your freshman year of college. Yeah, boy. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, this guy's... Uh, this Holmgren kid, he's he's he handles the ball really well, and he's he's pretty quick, yeah. for a giant dude. Yeah. We'll see if his legs hold up. He's, he needs he needs to yeah. put on like twenty five pounds yeah. of muscle. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's actually kid though. It's yeah. interesting how skinny he is because he, so he's a five star number one rated player. I don't know how the fuck like looking at his body right now. I don't know how the fuck he would be in the NBA next year. I don't know how he played with a mask <laughs> on during those high school games. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, you know, speaking of a weak leg, uh, Durant got hurt again. That's the same body. He's. What he's like, he's like a stick figure. Yeah, but Durant yeah, went but he's years much bigger than he was in college. Yeah. Durant, yeah, Durant went like twelve years before he really got a, a huge injury. Right now, well, he had one other. He had a foot injury before. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and a couple foot injuries. Yeah. But uh, the the one now is just that's gonna take a while to come back from. It's a leg contusion, is what they're saying. So well, that's a bruise. yeah, once the Achilles goes, nobody really comes back from that at all. Well, there's Ever. one guy. Well, yeah, Dominique, right? Dominique Wilkins. That was the only person. He came back. Uh, dunking even harder smashing people yeah i think they put like uh cheetah ligaments in his legs or something. <laughs> yeah. i mean kobe was pretty much done he was older yeah yeah demarcus cousins was pretty much done is mm. done is done yeah he yeah. got hurt He's again done. Didn't he? yeah all right. your spring and your power off your toes comes from your achilles put so much stress there you just you just can't can't quite move the same way anymore did you put a alan iverson bobblehead there no it's mine yeah oh yeah, it is yours mine. yeah that's mine okay. where uh, right in front well, of georgia yeah. oh i don't like that right in front of georgia why uh, now, look, we're, we're Allen Iverson fans. Uh, that, that guy got that jersey, Yeah, Hector Munoz got the jersey. I love Allen Iverson. Uh, I like how he didn't care about practice. At all. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But clearly practiced, right? Because <laughs> he's one of the best point guards of all time. Right. He, wasn't, he didn't end up like being J.R. Smith. Right, yeah, where, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. where it's, he has all the physical <laughs> gifts, but then just is, like, just jacks it all J.R. Smith, I feel like, is probably high most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, because there was too, that that fucking game against the Warriors, there was too much time. If it was like a second and it was like, oh shit, an impassable or took a shot or something like that, that'd be one thing, but it was like three seconds. Yeah. Three or four, actually, because he dribbled out of the paint. Yeah, they were playing a game of 21. He had to take it back behind the line. <laughs> like, he forgot where he was or something. Maybe that malice at the palace rocked his brain a little bit. Who knows? Yeah, did he get hit? I don't know. Who knows? Um, to me, when, when Iverson was in Philadelphia, it felt like when Vic was in Atlanta. Like, there was a... Well, they're just from the same area, so yeah. two exciting players line. who were just murdering people, and it was a blast. No one was dogs. Dogs, yes. There you go. And the other one was was people. Yes, was people. So well, he didn't murder anybody figuratively. With that chair. One figuratively murdered the other. Literally, that's true. Murdered. Alan Iverson did not murder anybody in high school with that chair in that bowling alley. Okay, that's true. Hey, nobody died. <laughs> nobody did die. No, nobody did. Or did they? Who knows? I'm sure half of those guys are dead now. Yeah, maybe. You know. Yeah. Just from other life shit, not necessarily 
Right. Basketball. Right, right. Such as? So, uh, all COVID. All COVID. All COVID-related deaths. Yep. Um, all COVID-related deaths. I, look, we think this is going to be a new show for us this uh, Monday morning recap. We go over the weekend. Uh, let us know your thoughts on it. I'd rather enjoy it because there's so much shit that goes on throughout the week that uh, this is fun. I enjoy it. And then, uh, Giorgio, you'll be doing the Friday Night Fight show, right? Yeah, me and, uh, me and old handsome Dan over there. I'm going to cut the camera to him now. Yeah, we'll be doing that Friday Night Fight show, uh, these Monday morning recaps. And judging by the number of people in the chat, you guys like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I'm down, man. I, I think it's fun. Um, let's do more. I don't yeah, like. I, I say let's do more. It, I don't like any of you people. Yeah, <laughs> in the fine. chat? No, you. Oh, all of us in general, yeah. yeah. You never have, Dan. No, I've, this is I, not changed at all. This is nothing new. I right. wasn't trying to like give out some uh, groundbreaking information here. I'm just just restating the fact that I still don't like any of you assholes. How do you feel having the second best beard on that side of the table? Oh, uh, he's getting it's getting big over there, it's isn't it? He's getting him, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's getting very Fitzpatrick. No, he called himself White Harden the other day, which oh, I thought, right. which yes. I liked a lot. Yeah, but I've seen you without a beard. You look normal. James Harden without a beard, it's horrifying. Well, we don't know if James Harden has a chin. So No, he doesn't. Have yeah. you seen his college yeah, pictures? Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. rough, man. <laughs> it does not look good. Is he the only person to beat Jake Paul? Because he doesn't have a chin. Who? James Harden. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do, punch beard all day? That's what, the, that's what those uh, slap guys, they had too much yeah. beard, <clears throat> couldn't land No, the slap. guys that really do that shit for those guys were a couple they were of knuckleheads. Yeah. Uh, the guys that really do it, they have like chalk on their hands to make sure their hand doesn't slip off and it just gets, I mean, yeah. fuck that shit. Aren't they tied together too? Like, are, isn't like their other uh, arms like No, it's strapped? like, it's like a, it's a arm wrestling bench that has the handle on your non-dominant <laughs> side, right, that you hold on to and then you would do like this instead of arm wrestling, they're just slapping each other but, uh, man, it's, uh, it is fucking way more violent. They should have awesome. just, yeah. Why didn't they just get the real guys? Yeah, just get two Russians. Get that, get that one dude that's always knocking people the fuck I, out. Hey, I think they will probably for the next one because it was should, entertaining yeah. as shit. That was the only yeah. thing about that whole performance that I cared about. If you're going to get another NBA player, though, run out James Johnson who can actually fight. Maybe get somebody who's uh, younger than Ric Flair and then knows what's happening around yeah, him. Yeah, Rick did you know not know, I mean? know what was going on. No, he had no idea what was happening. I don't, I don't, no. mean, I don't mean like he's got dementia or anything. I mean, he was like, he, what? My is this? Yeah, exactly. it honestly looked more like dementia. To well, me. <laughs> he, he almost died, what, nine times already? Well, yeah, so. don't bring it up in an interview, please. Yeah, you please, did that. How'd don't. that work out for you? Not well. <laughs> no. Wait, wait, you, you asked Ric Flair about it? We opened the interview about uh, him just being like an immortal and like surviving all these plane crashes. He was struck mm. by lightning multiple times and everything, and it just went wait, super Wait, he south. was struck by lightning? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. The woo is actually not voluntary. <laughs> 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 uh, we got a ticketing website, drinkingbrostickets.com. So I think at the end of these shows, uh, we will just announce uh, all of the drinking bros who are buying tickets out there and enjoying their life by going to games. Uh, Monte Milwitz, Zachary Schroeder, Jacob Kruger, Rusty Jensen, uh, Kevin Burke, Cody Lewis. Cody Lewis is going to Joe Rogan. I didn't know Joe Rogan's in uh, Houston, May 14th. Yeah, I mean, it's not too far from him. Drive down, do some shows. It's a, is, that, that's, is he doing the big arena, the big boy arena? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked it up yet, but I'm guessing he is. He probably didn't do much more or less than that. No, no. What, where the Rockets play? Toyota? There's no way he's doing NRG. Not NRG, but maybe Toyota. Maybe Toyota. Maybe. Uh, Gabrielle Walker. Um, uh, Vincent Bottiger. Who are these names? Royce Fletcher. Uh, Christopher Thompson. These are all drinking bros who have purchased tickets uh, to sporting events oh, around right. the nation from drinkingbrostickets.com, which is finally 
uh, up and going now that we're starting to get capacity uh, back at most of these venues. Yeah, Benny said that he was going to settle up with us in uh, Dallas, and I told him to settle up with my nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. remember exactly how I phrased it, but something <laughs> like that. I've got a call with him right after this for a suite for the uh, Rangers game, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be Friday. Everybody's good on Friday. Correct. So, so um, we will be in uh, Dallas, uh, more important, I guess, Arlington. For That's the, where the actual stadium for is. For baseball, yeah. yeah, it's Arlington. For baseball. So, well, the Cowboys stadium right, right across the street. Yeah. Uh, May 7th, we will have a, a suite at the Rangers game. And mm-hmm. then uh, May 8th, we will be at the Canelo fights. Yeah, a suite. A suite. A suite as well. Zach and Cody, sweet life. And, uh, and I think we're going to try to do a live show Friday afternoon somewhere. Uh, so we'll let you guys know where that uh, yeah. where that is as well. These two stupid fucks won't be there because this one wants to see his parents for the first time in two years or yep. some dumb shit like that. And he's got a wife. Uh, well, no, he's on a baby moon. We're going on a baby moon. Oh God, damn! So I'll so be mad to know that that's even a thing. Mm-hmm. It makes me mm-hmm. angry. Look, I'm a 21st century man, and I'm fine with staying in a hotel at a resort and rubbing my wife's stomach in uh, scented oils for the yeah, weekend. You could do that yeah. here. Yeah, it's more special. Isn't it, isn't it the... dangerous to travel? Which, which is going to be like six months pregnant. Are you, right? You're driving, right? She's like five months pregnant. You're driving, right? For, right now, she's five. No, she'll be five. She's three months now. No, right? she's, she's in her fourth. She's in her fourth she's, now. And this is she'll be, two yeah. weeks from now? Yeah. It's, so dude, she, I don't look this stuff up. She's the one that ch- checks those hey, boxes. Hey, she says it's okay. She's responsible <laughs> yeah. for all that. This isn't, even, this isn't even my child yet. Just to, yeah. just to rub it. I mean, you guys are going to miss a suite at the Rangers game and at the I Canelo know. fights. Mm-hmm. And we're going with uh, Chuck Liddell. We're trying to get Chuck to throw out the opening pitch at the Rangers game. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. Oh, wow. It's going to be sad that I'm going to miss that and not be able to film that. You thing. will actually be there. Oh, for the Rangers game? Yeah. If you want. Both. Oh, uh, I thought I was going to be here at Studio Friday Night giving you guys the Friday Night Fight Show, which we also have an amazing UFC card on. So we're going to be doing double dipping just like we did last time with the Canelo Correct. fight and the UFC. So what we were planning on doing is uh, doing a live show with you. Uh, that Friday, so you could do the UFC card, as well as Dan and I give our predictions for the Canelo fights. Well, guess who's going to the Rangers game, everybody? Why don't, why don't we just do it uh, uh, Saturday morning with Chuck? We could, if he'll be... Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah you want to do that? Friday, yeah. Shit, all right. What do you think about that, yeah, do you want to do that? You wanna, can You, you want to go live? Yeah, we can go live <laughs> Saturday morning instead of Friday night, as, my, as long as my bookie's cool and letting us get care. those predictions they, in there. Having Chuck on the show will make up for it not being on Friday. No, they'll, be, they'll, yeah, they'll be fine with it. Yeah. For sure. It's the day of. Yeah. All um, right, well, come get those sweet, sweet odds from yeah, me and Chuck gonna, Liddell on yeah. uh, Saturday morning, yes. and we're all going to make some money that we lost this weekend. Yes, yes, yes. That'll Chuck, be fun. Chuck was at the Jake Paul fight. If you guys didn't see, he fucking FaceTimed us in the middle. That's how exciting that shit was. Well, he was FaceTiming me in the middle of it. He had it, four it was, hours to kill between fights. It was in the middle of a fight. Yeah, it was in the middle of one of the fights. Well, it was so. before his hip exploded, right? Yeah. Yeah. That fucking guy. The fuck is going on with that guy? Uh, And then April 30th, we will be in Louisville, Dan and I, for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, We'll be setting up a meet and greet at a bar that Friday night somewhere. And then uh, uh, Dan and I will be live from the Kentucky Derby. We'll also do a show in the morning with our predictions uh, for the Kentucky Derby. My prediction is that I'm going to fucking black out, man. I don't know know anything about horses. Yeah, who's your favorite horse this year? (laughs) Me? The one with four legs. He's a five-star recruit. The the four-legger. You just get a bunch of mint juleps, and my favorite part about blacking out of the Kentucky Derby is all the mint juleps come in commemorative cups. Yeah, they do. Like commemorative glasses, like nice ones, too. So you look down after a while, and you're just tripping over like 12 glasses of like mint juleps that you just left under your shitty seat and... Yeah, I don't time. know that I want to say the word mint julep that no. many times because hearing sure you don't. say it, just those few, <laughs> has really, it's upset me. 
So fake Dan, I, I actually go your route on all the Kentucky Derbies. I usually bet it every single year, but I always take the uh, the underdogs. Take some juice. I take the highest odds, yeah. correct? It's and, fifty uh, to one. It is. It no, is some of usually them are, paid off. Yeah. Some of them are way higher than fifty to one. Hey, do you remember? You yeah, and I in went. San Antonio. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, that guy was fifty Justin. to one. He was. It was. Yeah. Uh, I think it was sixty three to one actually, and the guy it was, and it the the they, he actually lost, but the one because the, guy, the replay, yeah, the guy that won <laughs> got DQ'd for something, and yes. there was a guy standing right next to us who bet the second place when that actually ended up winning. It was he, the, I don't know how much money he won, but it was probably if he put down it was sixty three to one, so he made a bunch of money. He said he put down a hundred, so he won six thousand three hundred dollars, and uh, that guy lost his fucking yeah, mind at the track. Yeah, so that's what we typically do. So that's what I'll be doing that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. However, I will always sprinkle on whoever Bob Baffert has to be honest with you uh to be honest i have a i have yeah, a system for betting based on port uh horse penis size and uh, it hasn't failed me yet uh jack donaghy yeah 30 rock <laughs> yeah. 30 rock deep cut there. you can't fucking slip one past me it's never gonna happen dude i told you this has been going on for a year uh true story though we have access to the paddocks we get to see the horses and shit oh yeah because of where we're sitting so we can see their dicks yes is what so you're saying. I, I guarantee you Dan will be able to send Me? you a horse dick pic. Oh, yeah. Well, he's going to... Well, before I mean, the derby goes off. For I, real. I'll... Uh, <sighs> all right. Me and Derek White and a couple of our buddies got kicked out of Bush Gardens one time. For, <laughs> <laughs> for peeing on a bunch of stuff. And me and my other buddy, West were jabbing the uh, Clydesdale's dick with a stick. And then, it, then his dick got hard. And there was kids all around. We're just drunk as fuck laughing our ass off, poking this horse cock. Yeah. Uh, they were like, hey, sir, we need to leave. We're like, cool. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> all right. Uh, Derek was in a fucking, he was in like American flag ranger panties and a blonde mullet wig or some shit like that. Oh. Uh, jean shorts uh, over, the, over the ranger panties. I don't remember what all he had going on, but it was pretty nice. Yeah, I have a similar story at the cat in the hat ride in Universal. So, yeah. yeah. You want to fucking tell the story? Yeah, you want to tell the story no. or no? no. What animal Statue penis were you poking? Or, uh, uh, whatever okay. Dr. Seuss came up with. Those kind of animals, yeah. Okay. Oh, like a Lorax or some shit? <laughs> Fuck that. How did they catch you? That's not even a real dick. Oh, they just kicked us off the ride and then booted us off uh, property. Yeah. 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 Proud of you. Yeah. Derek was fucking walking down hills. I don't know if you've ever been to a Bush Gardens before, but it's all landscape really nicely and stuff. Yes. So yes, he just is. walked down one of those little hills that goes towards the fence from where, uh, and there's a bathroom right there, but there's a line. He goes, oh, hell no, man. He just fucking like went down the grass. And like, you know, people could still, like they're right there. <laughs> yeah. People are 10 feet from you. He's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but it turned out to not be fine. <laughs> no. And then our, uh, our squad leader at the time, Chris Schubert, punched a hole through a fence because some fucking security guard was giving Derek a little bit too much lip. Like, Chris was like, look, I'll handle these. are my guys. I'll handle it. And the guy was like, all right, fuck with And Chris finally said, shut the fuck up. And he punched a hole through the fence. I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> uh, Bill Schofield is saying uh, he'd go to the Derby, but puts uh, hotels are about 100X. Oh, I bet. They are. We got ours in advance. Uh, however, if you go to drinkabrostickets.com, Tickets are cheap, man. They're only like 70 bucks. Yeah. If you want to go I mean, to the Derby, there's only going to be like 20,000 people there, right? 30, yeah. 30? 30,000. That's manageable. Yes, and you can get trashed all day there. I mean, it's a great event. I mean, I could do that anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hopefully the weather holds up. I don't know what it's like in Louisville that time of year. <sighs> it's probably pretty warm, right? I, yeah. Well, I hope so. Nice usually, unless it Because we are not rains. underhang. Like, well, I don't. That's the, I'm only, the clothes that I'll have on, that'll be the only time I ever have them on. Correct. Right? Yes. They will go in the garbage as soon as they We got two on. of the worst suits of all time, and uh, it'll yeah. be hilarious. Yeah. What, did Jesse get a matching one? Um, 
they haven't decided, but they got these crazy, like, enormous hats that are way too big. Who's, so. the, who's they? Uh, her and Ashley, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah Nick. They, they got them, yeah. Did Nick get a stupid suit? So here's the thing. I, I showed Nick our suits. Yeah. And he said, that's a little much for me. Really? Um, yeah. He's a Florida a little, man. Uh, yeah. So get he got the, something. Get the fuck out of here, Nick. He got something similar. Um, but he goes, look, I got something. His is hot pink. Uh, but he, uh. you get, because mine has, yours has actual horseshoes all over it. Well, it's Mine is roses. Pic- pictures of horseshoes. Yeah, yeah. Mine it's not actual roses. horseshoes. It's like I'm walking around clanging and shit. That's what Lady, Lady Gaga might be there. With she that might be, yeah. It'd be great. We'll find out. Uh, either way, fun show. Right, let's do this again next Monday. I enjoy it. Yeah. Down to clown. Yeah. And uh, Fitzpatrick, when's that beard coming off? Yeah. I don't know. One day. Yeah. Yeah, whenever I feel it. I wouldn't do it. Very impulsive. Wait. It'll be yeah. an impulsive decision. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. No Speaking of it. impulsive decisions. Oh, shit. Giorgio, your hair needs some Yeah, it's still not blonde. What happened? I've made an appointment. Austin Talley has scheduled me with a fine young lady who will be dyeing my hair and eyebrows. Why are you uh, spending money on this? Just do it yourself. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's hard. I wouldn't recommend doing. Well, especially you know how dark my hair is. If yeah. I know. Put this in myself, I, you can't, nothing man. Would it's too hard. No, it'll yeah. just go orange. And also, you have to uh, the beard line. You don't want to fuck that up and look like an asshole, dude. You yeah. don't have leopard streaks down the side of your face, <laughs> do you? Or Blonde. do I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. Blonde is that is is hard with that much black hair. You, you you've got to go to a professional. Yeah, I I, I enlisted the help of Jason Rao. He uh, he had gave me some tips. You know, you know. Shout out to Jason from Breaking Benjamin. Of course. I got a call with uh, Jason this afternoon. When I did it for Range 15, just a quick heads up, I was there for about three and a half hours. I mean, it's hard, dude. Yep, and then your hair is straw, and as soon as you get it wet, it knots together in dreadlocks. Correct. So uh, you well, might I mean, shave it. To be honest, <laughs> your hair is always already kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I actually think you can pull it off. Yeah. I, I mean, little do you guys know that this is actually a toupee. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm bald. <laughs> Full Marv Albert. You know it. I like it. Where do you think all my money goes from this show? Wait, yeah. so when's the appointment? What? Uh, later this week. Give me a day of the week, Giorgio. Stop being cagey. By Thursday, I'll be blonde. God damn okay, it. Okay, great. There you go. Son of a bitch. He still didn't go. give you a day Don't there. fucking play with me. I will, I will, Thursday. I will burn I'm playing this with hands emotions constantly. I'll, I will burn this studio yeah. to the ground. We got to hit up Xander. I got to get a Team Paul jumpsuit. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I, look, you got to buy it. Support your... You got to support... Your best friend. I should have donated the thousand dollars to a charity in his name instead of actually giving it to him. I should. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I, did that. I just said I'm going to be a member for Team Paul, so I, I'll just go to bat for Jake Paul and Logan Paul from here on out. Of course, yeah. of course. I'm going to get you that yellow jumpsuit though, for sure. Okay, for sure. Uh, this was fun. The Monday morning recap show. Uh, as always, uh, you can join us on our other shows throughout the week. But uh, I think this might be a weekly thing. I like it. I like that a lot. For Anthony Anthony Holloway, Fake Dan, Hot Bob, Giorgio, I'm Ross Patterson. This is Drinking Bros Sports Monday Morning Recap. Take care, everybody.